Afternoon, Callum. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you doing? Wonderful. How are you? Yeah, this is... I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I was just going to say, this is the first podcast I'm recording from the from the new HQ. Yes, indeed. It's looking fresh. Bare, barren. <laughs> well, we'll go with fresh. Fresh and clean. Uh, <laughs> a bit of TLC. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll change it. Exactly, exactly. But nice to have a wee dedicated workspace. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, in contrast, I'm in the chaos of my living room because Ooh. Zoe's out today and I need to plug the laptop in and I'm waiting for a delivery. So this nice. takes all the boxes. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. We're here. That's what's important. What did they say about the environment? The environment dictates success. It does. It does. I do not feel uh, set up for maximum success right now. <laughs> well, if you can navigate your way through the turmoil that you're currently sitting in, then I think that's a successful afternoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, what are we talking about? Well, we've got a fantastic... Oh, before, that, before that, how was your Easter weekend? Ah, Easter weekend was fine, thank you very yeah. much. Consists of gorging on Easter eggs and doing very little activity. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, and do I feel guilty for it? Absolutely not. I loved every single bite. Exactly. Exactly. Easter I imagine with a, a wee one running around for years, kind of much and such the same. Very much so. There is a wealth of chocolate stashed in various cupboards where she can't see it. Um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll kind of ration it out at a more reasonable pace than she would possibly like to eat it. Yes, um, we obviously help um, because it would be rude not to. Of course, of course. But, right, so today we're going to have a relatively short-ish episode, although we've said that several times before and it's ended up uh, rambling on a wee bit. Um, But we're going to have two mindset flips to help you Mm -hmm. with your, well, primarily with fat loss, but really these can be um, applied to whatever goal you're chasing in terms of health and fitness and and body comp and all that sort of stuff. So, um. Do you want to kick off the first one? Yeah. Um, I think this first one's very, very important for everybody to remember, regardless if it's uh, a weight loss journey, fat loss journey, which is kind of the same thing, really, um, or any any kind of journey. And Dave and I don't speak French fluently, but um, it's along the lines of you can't fuck this up, basically. Um, the only time you can is when you quit. And when you quit, you stop. And when you quit, nothing happens. Nothing ever has come good from a quitting mentality because you go round and round in circles and you wonder why you're not getting the results that you're after because you keep restarting rather than kind of searching for answers within the lessons that you're learning. Um, A lot of the time, people quit because they're embarrassed of the failure that they have encountered. Mm -hmm. But as we've spoken before, and as I'm sure you've spoken to your clients about, failures uh, are, are not failures, failures are lessons. And lessons are there to be learned from, so you do not repeat them. And that goes for your weight loss journey. So let's, let's tie it in. So why can't you fuck this up? Well, basically, if you're... Easter, let's just talk about that, you know, gorging on three Easter eggs like um, like somebody did on Sunday. <laughs> um, 
that's okay for me to do. And I'm okay with that. I've, I've said it, I've done it. I'm not looking back and I'm not thinking, I wish I hadn't done that. But what I did do to ensure that it wasn't going to be a complete write-off is I had a nice healthy dinner. When I say healthy, meat, veg, and a bit of carbs. Balanced. You know, it was balanced. Yeah, it's balanced. Yeah. So I was getting the nutrients in, I was getting the fat in, I was getting the protein in, I was getting the fiber in. But I had it balanced out of the day. Did I overshoot my calories? Most likely. Was I tracking my calories? Absolutely not. But today, or should I say yesterday, was, was a day in which, you know, it's just a regular day. It's just another day. So we just focused on what we normally do, and that's make sure the step count was there, the hydration levels were there, the exercise was there, et cetera, et cetera. I could have easily gone with the self-sabotage of, ah, I've, I've eaten three Easter eggs, Dave, and ah, I just stop. I just quit. There's no mm-hmm. point. There's no point in continuing. And I think that's what a lot of people tend to do when they have uh, a weekend of overindulging or you know a couple of binging sessions of food or of booze. They just throw the towel in and go, okay, if it's a Tuesday night, oh, I'll start again on the Monday. The Monday seems like a good idea. But you actually have like several days in which you can actually regain control and actually probably put yourself in a better place by the end of the week than you currently are. Yeah. But you can only do that if you understand the process and if you are able to learn from kind of these self-sabotage moments or these kind of mini lessons that are popping up throughout the days and the weeks. So I don't know what your opinion is on uh, you can't mess this up, but uh, it'd be interesting to hear if it's something similar or if it's something uh, completely different. No, it's, it's very similar. I think I think when people quit on whatever approach they're going on, that should set off pretty big alarm bells for them. Mm-hmm. Because it's probably not the right approach. It's probably too strict. It's probably too restrictive. It's probably too difficult. And what tends to happen is when speed bumps come along or life gets in the way or however you want to phrase it, it becomes an excuse to quit. Yeah. And without saying this is too hard, they say, well, I couldn't do it because of, but they don't learn the lesson from it. So the Mm -hmm. next Monday or the next start of the next month or whatever comes along and they go, right, I'm going back in doing that again. This time I'm going to do it. And they try exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, you know, urban legend or what, I think it was Einstein that was being quoted as saying insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a yeah. different result. So instead of learning the lesson, like you said, they go straight back into the same thing all over again. A speed bump or a life thing gets in the way. They quit, they restart. And you know, it's quite easy to get yourself into a cycle where that becomes, I can't do this, I'm no good at this, I am destined to be overweight or weak or unfit forever. Yeah. Instead of going, right, well, I've tried that twice now. It didn't work either time. What can I do to make it a little bit easier? And I think that then becomes a question of two different things. One is we tend to underestimate how long these changes take to actually happen Mm -hmm. in a sustainable way that allows us to keep them. And two, we think 
that we have to make things super complex and super hard for them to be effective. When yeah. we know that the simplest, easiest things to do, like get out for a walk more often, sleep a little bit more, focus on protein and veggies at your dinners. And there's multiple ways you can do that. It doesn't have to be plain chicken and broccoli. Like there's a billion ways, like we've both got recipe packs on our websites where people can download hundreds, literally hundreds of, of ways to combine food in a healthy, interesting, tasty way. But we forget that these simple little bit of actions are the ones that add up over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, recognizing that you, you're not going to fuck things up comes down to understanding that you probably need to simplify and you probably need to understand that things are going to take a lot longer than they're, they're going to take. Yeah. Or than you expect that they're going to take. And we also overestimate the effect of one-off days. Mm-hmm. Like if you actually look at the numbers, say you're, you're aiming for 2,000 calories a day, that's your deficit. It's ballpark, it could be anything, it doesn't matter. If you overeat on one of those days by 1,000 calories, your average on the week has only gone up 140 calories. Mm-hmm. Like your average has gone from 2,000 to 2,140. You've not ruined anything. No. Like it's, it's, it's an anthill of, a, of an increase. Like obviously if you do that every day, you're going to take yourself out of a deficit somewhat. But if you only do it one day and you get back on track and you start hitting your numbers again, not ruined anything like you're, you're you're right on track so you know give yourself a break make things a little bit easier and understand that you're playing a long game rather than a short sprint it's like building a wall um see you've got say you've got a 20 foot wall to build lengthways and upways and you think oh, that's a lot of bricks a lot of cement a lot of labor a lot of time mm-hmm. but what you do is you, you put them down brick by brick right yeah. And then brick by brick, you might be consistently putting down 10 bricks a day for four days, and then it might rain. So you might not get a chance to go out. Mm-hmm. So you're doing no bricks. And then the next day, it might be kind of intermittent showers. So you might do six bricks. But the point is, that wall is going to get built because you want it to get built because it's either for a purpose or a barbecue, you know, whatever the wall's for. But you're not going to criticize yourself or penalize yourself that it's taking forever to build because it's something that you want and it's something that has a purpose to get built. Mm. When you put it into a weight loss perspective, because you physically cannot see the bricks getting laid, so to speak, you get disheartened. And then you think because you've not done anything for two days that ultimately it's going to kind of derail you. Uh Whereas if you put some sort of target on it or put some sort of habit checker or tracker on it and put some sort of consistency tracker, have you done this, this, and this? Put a star down, put something in your calendar to mark the fact that you've done it. And it might actually highlight the fact that you have gone from thinking that it's a terrible week or a terrible time that you're ready to quit where you're only actually maybe hitting 65% of your, of your habits where actually you might be hitting 80% of your habits. Mm-hmm. You just don't know because you've got no metric of success. You've got no measurables there in place. And you're only ever focusing on the negatives. You only ever focus exactly. on what you miss. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas focusing on the positive outcome, then 
makes everything a little bit easier and a little bit more manageable. Yeah. It's, taking that brick and uh, building analogy, it's like starting to build your wall, getting 20 bricks in, laying one slightly squint, and then kicking down the wall and starting again. You're uh, not going to do I'm, that. There's so many more analogies you could go with. You get a flat, flat tire, so you're going to slash the other three. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a couple of tips to help with that one. Calm just mentioned that one there. Is, is get yourself some kind of accountability tracker. Um, you know, what are your key habits that you need to do in order to make progress? And don't have a dozen habits down on it. Pick two or three that are going to be easy to accomplish, um, that are, are easy to be consistent with. So it might be, are you getting protein at each of your main meals? Are you getting your steps in? Are you getting to bed at the same time every night? Mm -hmm. there's, the, there's three foundational habits that we can all work on to make it a little bit better and will all improve your, your, your overall performance or overall progress massively. And then each day, tick them off if you do them. And don't be disheartened if in the first week you only tick off a couple of days of getting all three of them done. Because the whole purpose is, of this is to build the new habits that you need. If you're already doing these things, then you're probably a lot further along the progress line than you think you, you are. And mm -hmm. there's other habits that you're starting to incorporate now. But if you're starting from, from square number one, then start low, start easy, start almost too easy. I think James Clear talks about starting too easy, like do one push up, you mm -hmm. know, like, you know, write one line in your journal, whatever it is, you don't need to jump all in, but start tracking your habits, look at your progress over time and look for the development and look for opportunities where you can make things better. Powerful stuff. Sweet. Right. Number two. Mindset flip. Mm -hmm. Don't measure forwards, measure backwards. Tell me more. Say you've got a weight loss target or a fat loss target, and it's 10 kilos. 10 kilos sounds like quite a lot, and it is. It's, it's a reasonable amount of weight. If you've been working hard for a month, say, and you've seen the dial drop by a kilo, you can choose to measure forwards and say, oh, well, man, done all this effort. I've still got nine kilos to go and feel disheartened and possibly give up. Or you can look back and say, well, all this stuff's worked in such a way that I've lost, 10, I've lost one kilo. I'm 10% of the way there. And that's a much more motivating and positive way of looking at your progress than looking at how far you still have to go. Um, yeah. And it only gets better as the as the time goes on, you know that that what do what would we call it? Sort of proof that you can do it only builds over time if you're consistent, and that only you only get proof of that by measuring backwards. Mm -hmm. um, whereas moving, measuring things forwards can be quite disheartening. It can kind of put a a bit of a, a downer on your progress because you don't feel like yeah. you're enough progress. So let's let's put this into a kind of a semi real life example. Um, if you are 115 kilos, say, mm -hmm. and your goal is to get down to 99, double figures, for the first time in a very very long time. That's 16 kilos that that 
individual has to lose, mm-hmm. right? And, and in the first three, four months, say, you drop down to 105, right? Mm-hmm. That's you drop 10 kilos quite impressively, right? Going from 115 to 105. Mm-hmm. But then you're struggling, you're struggling to get from that 105 down to 99. What is the advice that you could give to basically go on the topic, the reverse engineering of a goal to get down to the 99, for example? Because we're focusing on what we've done in the past to get down to the 105. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to say, yeah, you just got to continue doing the same thing and knock a kilo off, knock a kilo off, rather than going, oh my God, I've got still got our six kilos to go. That seems like that seems like a long way away. Yeah. And but being aware and being confident enough that they've been able to drop 10 kilos, how would you navigate that? Bearing in mind this is just all hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. Well. A couple of things spring to mind. The, the first is, if you're stuck at 105, how long have you been stuck there for? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're stuck there for a week, you're not stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a plateau yet. Like, come back two weeks later, if you've maintained it, then you're maybe at a plateau and you maybe have to readdress or reassess what your calorie needs are, what your activity levels are, because what got you to that point is not going to get you further. Yeah. So that would be my first thing. Um, second of all, I'd congratulate the crap out of you for, for being able to make that much progress. Like, yeah, you're you're 65% of the way there. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. And if you maintain that, then that tells me that you have learned some new habits. You, you put the effort in to build these sustainable habits that will allow you to maintain that that level of, of weight loss for a long time. also allow them to maintain that level of current weight loss that they're at, that current weight. Yeah. Because it's not, fl- like, people automatically go, I haven't moved any, so I'm going to kind of self-sabotage, go back to point one, yeah. and then realize that, oh, my God, I'm not, I'm not continuing on. Whereas if you've learned to, if your weight's not shifting up or down, but you're maintaining 105, yeah, then you have learned some incredible habits to yeah. be able to maintain at that weight. Yeah, I mean, like that individual, that hypothetical individual will have lost almost 10% of their body weight and kept it off. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. Yeah. Like, oh. Don't underestimate the progress that's been made. But then secondly, if you can, you want to continue further and you feel like you need to continue further, then it's just a case of let's reassess what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What can we improve on slightly? Because it's not going to take much to shift the needle again. What can we shift? What can we improve on 1%? You know, can we knock 100 calories off your tar- car- calorie target? Can we get 10% more steps in? You know, it's not big things, but always keep in the back of your mind that you've made great progress mm-hmm. and you've set the foundation, a really strong foundation to build more results on top of that. Yeah. 
I kind of wanted to make this a little bit relatable whilst giving a, a real life hypothetical. <laughs> you know, <laughs> real life um, hypothetical, like, love that. Because it's, um, it's something that a lot of people think that there is something that they're personally doing wrong. Yeah. And they're, again, it's, it's human nature to look at the negative over the positive. And when we focus on what we've actually done, what we've actually achieved and how far we've actually come and what we've been able to maintain and sustain, therefore, we're actually making massive progress, both internally in our mindset and with our overall physiques as well. Now, Dave said, quite, you know, I totally agree. You know, what is, is minor shifts is 1%. It's, it's not having to kind of reinvent the wheel. It's doing what we did, at the, you know, for example, at the very beginning to then continue it's almost like a new phase right that's that's how that's how we all need to look at it and all need to treat it as a as a new phase so yeah i mean there there's a there's kind of a real life hypothetical situation where you can put it into and understand that it's you know no matter who you are no matter what your weight loss goal is there's there's uh, there's always hope and there's always uh, a process that needs to be followed to to achieve your overall outcome yeah but just to kind of re-emphasize the point is is when you're looking at your overall trajectory of your progress, don't just measure forwards. Don't just look at how far you've got to go. Okay, look at how far you've come and look at all the things that you've achieved up to that point because that gives you the proof that you're on the right track. And you can do it. And you can do it. And you've got the confidence to keep going, right? It's it's very easy to get disheartened, like... You know, if we take it as a, as a training example, right? Say you start deadlifting. You've never deadlifted before. We're assuming that you're fit and healthy and you've got no issues. I might start you at 30 kilos. I might even start you even lower than that with the kettlebell and start progressing you. Say you've got a goal in mind of one and a half times body weight. You're 70 kilos. You want to hit just over 100 if you're below 50, you may be thinking, well, bugger me, 100 kilos is a long way off. I'm never mm-hmm. going to get there. But three months ago, you'd never deadlifted anything. Mm-hmm. You started deadlifting 16 kilos. You've already went from 16 to 50. Like, you're making great progress. And, you know, some, some people go faster than that. Some people go slower. But yeah. the point is, is you're already halfway there. You've made massive progress. There's nothing stopping you from going 50 to 55, from 55 to 60, from 60 to 65, and so on and so on. And all of that proof is stacking up behind you to show that you can do it and that you're on the right track. Now, what got you to 50 kilos is probably not going to be what gets you to 100 kilos. You're probably going to have to change sets and reps. You're going to have to look at what your weaknesses are. You're going to have to shore those up. You're going to have to work on other strengthening kind of accessory stuff. And that's where the the foundation that you've already set puts you in good stead because you understand what where your weaknesses are yeah and you can add different accessory exercises and maybe to strengthen your grip maybe to strengthen your upper back maybe to strengthen your hips whatever it is you're constantly working on these little weaknesses to shore them up and take you up to that higher point once you get to that 100 kilos you're like well look what i've just done i've got to 100 kilos i'm good for 130 and that might take you another six months to stack on 30 kilos onto your deadlift. But that's a lot less intimidating now because you've got 100 kilos worth of proof that you can do it. Okay, so 
it doesn't really matter what the goal is, whether it's a fat loss body composition goal, whether it's adding muscle, whether it's building strength, whether it's improving performance in your 5K or your 10K or whatever. Look at what you've already achieved. There's the foundation. There's the motivation and the proof that you can do it. Then, then you can build on that and move forward. Okay? So. I love it when you talk directly to me, Dave. <sighs> okay, it really, kind of, it really gets me going, that. That's uh, <laughs> bloody good information and knowledge there. And uh, Yeah, what, what a great way to, to wrap it up. Amazing. Yes. You absolutely delivered on that last point. I thought, where's he going with this deadlift analogy? But he, he plucked out the air and just ran with it. Full force. <laughs> hey, this guy doesn't run anywhere. True, true, true. I walk quickly. Um, it's a fast shuffle. <laughs> a speed shuffle. Love it. Yeah. It's a post-hot curry shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> but clenched. Oh, so tight. <laughs> little wobble. <laughs> right, on that note, it's yep. uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, short and sweet. You kept that yep. under the 20-minute mark, which I think is pretty damn good. That is uh, a recent record, I think, for us. Yeah. And we gave out some good information, I think. I think uh, hopefully people will get some, some benefit from that one. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions, any feedback, we would always love to hear it positive or negative questions, topics you want us to cover, all of that stuff. Um, don't hesitate to fire us a question. No matter how foolish you think the question is, there's no such thing as a bad question. And if you're thinking it, chances are someone else is thinking it. Um, so it gives us a chance to help more people with, with problems that they might be having. Um, Absolutely. Get that, get that knee out of the way, Dave. Oh, my days is... Put that. Oh, oh, it oh, yeah. Stop it. A hot dog or a knee? Don't know. <laughs> right. Before we get uh, silly. Yeah. All right. Take it easy, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the time to listen. We'll be back next week, um, and hopefully in the coming weeks we might be able to sort out a couple more guests. Yeah, we've we'll got a few ideas on that front. I'll, uh, I'll uh, we'll chat about it. Go. Cool. Right. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy.